0: The United States of America is a bastion for freedom and liberty. And John Adams said, liberty must be defended at all hazards. I'm so thankful and I'm proud to be an American, born and raised a United States citizen. But can I tell you, there is a greater freedom and liberty that must be defended at all hazards. And that is spiritual freedom. Welcome back to Kingdom Increase with Amanda Hall. I'm Amanda Hall, wife to Rodney, mom to Cecily, and pastor at Kingdom Increase Church in Jerseyville, Illinois. Hallelujah. It is a beautiful summer day uh, here where we are. I hope that where you are, it is beautiful also. (laughs) Amen. It's actually July the 3rd, 2023. And as we've celebrated all weekend, the independence of the United States of America, I, I just want to share a little bit of something here, as you, you heard in, in my introduction. I mean, I am just so thankful that the Lord chose me and appointed me for such a time as this to, to be alive right here, right now, that he chose me to be born. A citizen of the United States of America. Amen. I mean, in my opinion, the greatest nation that ever has been Um, because of this nation. Many others um, have been able to experience liberty and freedom uh, in their countries. Uh, The gospel has gone forth from America in a greater measure than in any up from any other nation, although I, I wonder if some, <laughs> if Africa is not uh, Trumpiness now, all of them that they're sending out, even coming back in to America to to spread the gospel. But it's absolute. I'll, I'm so so thankful that I've been appointed for such a time as this. You should be thankful as a child of God to be born. In this time, appointed for this season, chosen for such a time as this, the greatest, I believe, the greatest time to be alive is now. You know why? (laughs) Well, there's a lot of reasons, but if you want to boil it down to the simple fact of it is, is God's known all the times and all the seasons. He's known exactly what was going to come and what was going to go. And he made you alive now and that is on purpose. It was not an accident, amen. And this is the greatest time to be alive. It's the greatest hour for the church uh, of G- the blood bought church of Jesus Christ. Come on now, hallelujah! But let me just let me just share a little bit of something here real quick about uh, the United States of America. On July 3rd, John Adams uh, wrote to his wife Abigail and said, "The second day of July, 1776." will be the most memorable epica, sorry, I had to, this, some older words that we don't use anymore. Let me start over here. The second day of July 1776 will be the most memorable epica in the history of America. I am apt to believe that it will be celebrated by succeeding generations as the great anniversary festival. It ought to be commemorated as the day of deliverance by solemn acts of devotion to God Almighty. It ought to be solemnized with pomp and parade, with shoes, games, sports, guns, bells, bonfires, and illuminations from one end of this continent to the other, from this time forward forevermore. Amen. Hallelujah. Think about that. Think about that that what's what what would that be um near two hundred and thirty years ago, John Adams wrote that on July third seventeen seventy six to his wife Abigail. Now, I don't know exactly why the government the federal government decided to declare July fourth as our independence day when obviously the founding fathers. excuse me, declared the second day (laughs) of July uh, as that day of independence. But at any rate, it doesn't matter. I'm thankful. I am so thankful, again, to be proud to be American and thankful for all who have fought for over what, you know, actually it's closer to 250 years that have fought to not only pay the price for freedom, but continue to fight to keep that freedom. And boy, I'll tell you it's been a heck of a fight in the last several years. <laughs> as the federal government has grown in far has grown far too big for its britches, as we say in the country. <laughs> and they don't remember they actually work for us. And most American citizens I don't actually think realize the federal government works for us, right? <laughs> but but at any rate, how thankful i am for the freedom that we have and the liberty that we have in the united states of america and look i want to encourage you this this is not a bought and paid for advertisement because i don't even know them personally i mean i know who they are um and i've been in their meetings but it's not like we know one another but i would encourage you if you're interested in the Constitution of the United States of America, how this nation was founded, all the players, because we know some names of the players that had such a great part in the founding of this nation, but there' are so many unsung heroes um in the founding of the United states of america i would I would encourage you to check out liberty first dot com that is liberty first dot com that's chris Ann and j c Hall Chris Ann is a constitutional a lawyer uh, and boy, do they understand what the constitution, um, is and, and, and all about it. And you can just learn so much great history for our wonderful nation. And I would really, really, really encourage you, um, to check out their website. They have courses that you can take. It's great. Um, we used a couple of her books when Cecily, um, was, was in school because I homeschooled Cecily and, and just phenomenal stuff. I mean, you know, and like, there's courses, there's courses you can use in your homes, in homeschooling your children and stuff. Amazing stuff there. I would, I would encourage you to check it out. Amen. But as I said in the, in the introduction, there's an even greater freedom and liberty that must be defended at all hazards. And that is our spiritual freedom and liberty. And I want to check out, and I'm going to start here in Galatians chapter 5 and verse 1. It says, In this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. Stand fast, then, and do not be hampered and held ensnared, and submit again to the yoke of slavery, which you have once put off. And I think this is so important, and I really want to touch on this. And I, a scripture came to mind earlier, and then I forgot to make sure I had it. G- give me just a minute here as I look look this up, um, see if I can find it. Real quick here, I may not be able to, because I don't exactly remember which, which proverb it is. Um. I was thinking about this because as Christians, we have to understand that Jesus paid a heavy, heavy price for our freedom. Amen. That Galatians 5 verse 1 in the New Living Translation says, So Christ has truly set us free. Now make sure that you stay free. And don't get tied up again in slavery to the law. You know, it's it's interesting because, like I said, in this nation in the last few years, our, our government and really the underlying forces that that are controlling our federal government, which um, much to our dismay. And if you if you have a brain in your head and are able to think you recognize, though, the voters should be the one choosing They're actually not. (laughs) Amen. There's a sinister force underneath controlling um, our federal government. Right. And so but how essential those words of John Adams I shared. I mean, you it must be liberty must be defended at all hazards. And it's the same for our spiritual liberty Jesus paid a hefty price it was required there would be no freedom without god's plan for reconciliation to mankind because sin entered in at the fall with adam eve and the serpent and the eating of the apple and and god had planned a way out of that bondage and too many people in today's world are still living in that bondage. It's absolutely essential that we as believers get out there and tell people that Jesus paid a price so they would not have to live in bondage. They would not have to live and chains, that they can be free um, from the curse of sin and all that comes from it. And it says, in this freedom, Christ has made us free and completely liberated us. Stand fast then and do not be hampered and held ensnared and submit again to a yoke of slavery, which you have once put off. And so you know, there, there's a passage in one of the proverbs. I thought it was early on, but it might be later. And I'm sorry, I should have looked it up earlier. It came to my mind, but then I forgot to find the actual address of the passage. Where it says, "People make their own decisions to." And so, this is my inter. You know, my my wording. It's not exactly, but just so we get the the, the gist of what it's saying. People pervert their own way. Basically, they make stupid decisions. Things fall apart in their life, things don't go the way they want them to, and then they want to blame God for it. (laughs) It's one of the Proverbs that says that, basically. People pervert their way, and then they want to um, blame God for it. People make dumb choices, and then they want to blame God for it. I see that all the time with Christians. Instead of them actually getting into the Word of God and seeing what the Word of God says, they're moved and controlled by their flesh. They're moved and controlled by their emotions, by their own will. And I'm talking true believers. And then their life gets turned upside down. And then they've got the gall to say, well, God needed me to walk through this to teach me a lesson. No, you're the moron that made that decision. And I'm not trying to be harsh or or arrogant or, you know, mean, but just, you know, put the blame where the blame belongs. That's on you and I, when we make dumb choices, that's on you and I, the only way out of the consequences are those choices is freedom in Christ Jesus. And the only way you're going to get there is if you truly repent of it. Don't blame God for your ignorant choices. The decisions that you made that got you in a mess, acknowledge the fact that you messed up and you're going to need his help to get you out of that mess. Amen. Amen. And so, and then the other thing is, is that it says, look, it's in this freedom Christ has made us free. So don't be hampered, held ensnared, and submit once again to a yoke of slavery. It amazes me. I have seen so many times Jesus set people free from a lifetime of addictions, of of hurt, and pain, and rejection, and harm, and... uh, you know, unforgiveness and and bitterness and all of this. And something happens in their life. And what do they do? Instead of running to God and allowing him to help them through that difficult time, they turn right back again and submit once again to a yoke of slavery. As a born-again child of God, you have all authority over all the power of the enemy. And the only way the enemy can yoke you once again into the slavery of sin is by your agreeing with him to do it. Nobody forced you. The Bible says you can't You can't um, blame God for temptation. God's never been tempted and he'll never tempt anyone. <laughs> Amen. That temptation comes from a di- desire on the inside. So don't blame God. What you need to do is just repent, own up to it, and then walk it out with the Lord. Let him... Do what only he can do. Amen. There's freedom in Christ. There's freedom in Christ. And too many times I see people, and boy, religious people say some of the dumbest things. I can't, I can't handle it. Either whom the sun sets free is really free indeed, or they're not. Okay. Well, I'm sorry, but I'm going to come into agreement with the word of God. I am not going to call God a liar by coming up with some nonsensical human philosophy that says opposite of what the word of God says. Whom the son sets free is free indeed. And we're going to go to that passage in John 8 a little bit later on here today. But come on, do you want to come into agreement with God or do you want to come in agreement with the world? Do you want to come in agreement with God or do you want to come in agreement with the religious, right? You want to come in agreement with God or do you want to come into the to agreement with, with the bound? You know, I'm going to come into agreement with God and those that are walking in the freedom that was bought and paid for with a heavy price, the the life and the blood of Jesus Christ. I'm going to come into agreement with that. It doesn't matter what my circumstances say. I'm going to come into agreement with the word of God. Amen. Now, resolve or make sure that you stay free and don't get tied up again in slavery. Amen. That's what the word says. Now, Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 2, as I was thinking about freedom today, and it it really, it's interesting that when I was reading the proverb for the day, because I read Proverbs every day in correlation to what day of the month it is, and um, this really jumped out at me. The Spirit of God just lighted on this, and really, it jumped out at me. Um, Proverbs 3 and verse 2 says, For length of days... And years of a life worth living and tranquility, inward and outward and continuing through old age till death, these shall they add to you. Well, what's it talking about? It's talking about the teaching and the commandments of God, the instruction and the commandments of God. It says for length of days and years of a life worth living and tranquility inward and outward and continuing through old age till death, these shall they add to you. In the New Living, it reads this way. If you do this, talking about never forgetting the things, the teachings of the Lord and the commands of God, keeping them in your heart. says, if you do this, you will live many years and your life will be satisfying. Do you understand that as a born-again child of God? And look, I'm not bringing condemnation today, so please, you need to understand my heart, like I said earlier. We can make some really dumb decisions and choices sometimes that get us a mess and can put us sometimes in, in a downward spiral. I'm here to tell you it's time to come out of that, snap out of that downward spiral in Jesus name. Jesus come to set you free. And I'm sharing the word of God here today. That's going to help you walk in that freedom that belongs to you as a child of God. Amen. Hallelujah. Come on now. And this freedom is for any who will accept And and, um, Jesus Christ is our personal Lord and Savior who will reject the world and reject sin and turn to God in Christ through faith. There's nothing you can do except honestly acknowledge the fact that without Jesus, you're a sinner, that you need a Savior. And the only Savior there is, is Jesus. And if you'll turn away from that sin and turn to God and just have faith that God will save your soul through the, the work of the cross and the shed blood of Jesus Christ, then I'm telling you the grace of God through that faith will save your soul. Hallelujah. And you will be sanctified by the word of the gospel of Jesus Christ and by the spirit. Amen. And from that moment on, whether you recognize it or not, you have stepped into true freedom and liberty. But I was reading this, and um, so in the the King James, it says something like length of days and long life that that they'll give you. The teachings and the commandments of the Lord. And I was looking at it also in the New English um, translation, and it says this way in verse 2 of Proverbs 3. For they will provide a long and full life, and they will add well-being to you. So I was looking at the words... Um, length of days and long life, it says um, in the King James, it says a long time full of life is what that means. A long time full of life, a life worth living, which is what the Amplified Classic says. And I know not a lot of people that are living, but they ain't living a life worth living. Come on right? They're breathing. They got blood flowing through their veins and and they're alive, but they're not really alive. They're not living a life um, worth living. It goes on to say that that word life actually entails and embodies earthly felicity combined with spiritual blessedness. Earthly felicity combined with spiritual blessedness. Wow, that is a powerful statement right there. Come on, like people come to the United States of America for, for the American dream, which is a phenomenal thing. But can I tell you, the Jesus clearly stated, what does it help a man? What does it benefit a man to gain the whole world and yet lose his life? And many people have come from far and near to achieve the American dream, right? Um, 90 hours of work a week and all the money that, that, e- e- more money than you can handle. And yet that's the problem. It's more money than they can handle because they're not truly free. They come and live in a nation that touts freedom and liberty. And how thankful I am, how thankful I am for the Constitution that we have in the United States of America that just actually lays forth the rights that we have as, um, created beings from God the creator, amen, these are inalienable rights given to us by the one God almighty who created us. The constitution doesn't give us those rights. God has given us the right for life for the pursuit of life, liberty, and happiness. Amen. But apart from God, you'll never truly find life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. People can pretend to be happy and they can maybe even make other people happy, but they are never, no one is ever truly happy and living a life worth living and enjoying true liberty and freedom apart from Jesus Christ. There is no way possible. That's why the Bible tells us that the blessing of of the Lord truly makes us rich and adds no sorrow to it. There are a lot of rich, wealthy people in this world that are not happy people because wealth and riches do not bring happiness. Jesus brings happiness. God, Jesus is my exceeding joy. (laughs) Hallelujah. I love that, that that word life means earthly felicity, combined with spiritual blessedness. And this is one of the things that many Christians don't get a hold of. They can grab a hold of spiritual, I'm spiritually blessed. Yeah, but there also should be some earthly blessings attached to that. There should be evidence in your life, this earthly felicity. You should be enjoying life. Jesus came and said, look, the thief, the devil himself has come to steal, kill, and destroy. And he comes in all kinds of forms, uses all kinds of people, including the religious. (laughs) Amen. Amen to try to steal, kill, and destroy the very life of abundance and happiness and enjoyable life that I've come to give. He said, I've come that you might have and enjoy life and have it more abundantly, exceedingly, to the full, to the overflow. Amen. That's what we're calling earthly felicity combined with spiritual blessedness. The blessing doesn't just remain in the spiritual realm, right? Faith brings that spiritual realm, what can't be seen into the seen realm. Hallelujah. And this is the freedom. It's true freedom that we have in Christ. I'm so, again, so thankful that I am a citizen of the United States of America and I'm thankful for the voices and the people that continue to fight for the freedom and the liberty that we have in this nation and that won't back down and won't kowtow and won't give in to this worldly, demonic antichrist system that's trying to bring everyone under the rule of that antichrist system. Hallelujah. I'm so thankful for that. But can I tell you, you are never truly free unless Jesus is your Lord and Savior. Amen. And even in that, you believers need to get a revelation of the freedom that Jesus bought and paid for for you amen hallelujah it's a long time full of life a life worth living earthly felicity combined with spiritual blessedness. I'm giving you the definitions of these words that are used in Proverbs 3 2 and then it says and tranquility or in the King James it's peace and peace that word peace means welfare Health, prosperity, welfare, health, prosperity, physical health, and personal well-being. Again, money can't buy physical health and personal well-being. Although, part of this piece is prosperity, financial prosperity, and welfare. Amen? That is part of it. I'm sorry that many Christians think for whatever reason it's more blessed to be poor. I don't know why, because the Bible says it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. And when you're poor, you're always on the receiving end. But if you're not poor and you're rich, then you're always on the giving end. And Jesus said it's more blessed to give than it is to receive. So I don't know who come up with that silly comment because that's not actually even biblical, amen? And so God wants us to walk in prosperity. He wants us to walk in welfare and and, and goodness. peace, peace, complete, whole, nothing missing, nothing broken, amen? Hallelujah, prosperity on every side. But even again, money can't buy physical health and personal well-being now it's all together and then it goes on to say that we're, we're listen to this peace means it is the experience come on now it is the experience of positive blessing and freedom from negative harm and catastrophe peace is the experience Not the theory, not line upon line doctrinal things that are just words that just remain in the ethereal realm, but actual experience of positive blessing and freedom from negative harm and catastrophe. Come on now. Hallelujah. That's what Jesus bought and paid for, for us. I mean, the world can deal some difficult things and and just living in this fallen world can can cause some things to happen. But I'm telling you, true freedom comes... In Christ, and you can experience peace even in the midst of the greatest storm, even when um one may fall at your side and ten thousand at your right hand, none of it will draw nigh unto you. Amen. But you gotta have faith in this, you gotta believe it, you gotta make this, you gotta become one with this word. You've got to understand that if you'll live by the the teachings and the commandments of God Almighty, hallelujah! Then we're talking about length of days, long life, and peace peace belongs to you that peace meaning welfare health and prosperity again it's reiterated more than one time in the new testament i wish above all things that you would prosper and be in good health even as your soul prospers, and as your soul prospers in its salvation in Christ Jesus, your soul being your mind, your will, and your emotions. Can I tell you? I have never seen so many Christians that are just wrapped up and, and bound up in depression and oppression of every kind in the mind of anxiety and fear and panic attacks and and and, and for whatever reason, much of the church they tap this thing. Oh, you know, they, they want to magnify their dysfunction. You don't get to, you know, um, glorify your dysfunction. (laughs) Your spiritual dysfunction does not glorify God. Amen. If you're a born again child of God, then you need to grab a hold of this freedom today that was bought and paid for you um, by Christ Jesus. His life, his blood shed for you to walk in freedom, not for you to glorify depression, not for you to glorify anxiety, not for you to turn to a glass or two or three glasses of wine every night because you can't handle life. As a born-again child of God, you need to be so full of the Holy Spirit and so full of the Word of God. No matter what tries to come your way, you've got to understand thanks be to God who always leads me in triumph in Christ Jesus. I don't care the spirit of depression might come, but it's going to go in the name of Jesus. And that name belongs to me and that name abides in me. And I'm not going to allow depression to abide in me. I'm not going to allow any spirit of oppression of any kind. I'm not going to allow unbelief and doubt to hang around and if that means I got to kick some people out of my life, I'm gonna kick some people out of my life. If that means I got to kick some voices out of my life, then I'm gonna kick some pe- voices out of my life. I'm not going to let people hang around me that want to talk down and want to talk unbelief and always telling me that I can't. And I don't know who you think you are. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna deal with that. Amen. I'm not gonna hang around people that are always anxious and always turning the ways of the world. That think like anytime anything comes up they got to run to the doctor and they got to do this and I got to do that and, and, and always turn turning other things. How about turn to Christ? How about walking the freedom that he paid for with his very life and his blood? How about grab a hold of what the word of God says and be the believer that Jesus says you are and that God sees you are in Christ. Amen. Come on. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, welfare, health, prosperity, length of days, a long time full of life. I'm talking a life worth living. That's what that means, a life worth living. Too many of you are just allowing. I said yesterday in, in service when I was preaching Kingdom Increase Church, too many of you are just allowed. far too long have been the punching bag of the devil. How about you just give him a swift kick in the teeth? As you begin to praise God and grab a hold of what the Word of God says and speak what the Word of God says and continue, instead of continuing to talk about your problems, how about you start talking about your God? How about you start informing your problems that you have no problems because your God is bigger than any problem, that He's given you the measure of faith and that faith is a speaking faith. We have the same spirit of faith. As him who said, I believe, therefore I speak, I believe, we believe, and therefore we speak. How about you begin to tell that mountain to be thou removed and cast into the sea? How about you begin to speak to that fig tree that seems to be in the way, everything that seems to be rooted and blocking your way. I'm going to pluck you up by your roots and you're going to be cast into the sea. I'm sick and tired of looking at you. Amen. Come on. Somebody's going to have to get violent in faith and understand that Jesus paid a heavy price for your freedom. And it's time for you to walk in this freedom. Hallelujah. In this freedom, for this freedom, you've been set Free. Come on. So why would you once again submit yourself to any kind of slavery? No matter what it is. Don't submit yourself to that. And again, all this stuff doesn't remain in some spiritual realm, the ethereal realm of theory. It becomes an experience. Faith be- faith is the substance. It becomes an experience. Hallelujah. The teachings and the commandments of God will provide a long and full life and they will add well-being. To you, Amen. We're talking about freedom today. We're talking about true freedom. I'm thankful to be a citizen of the United States of America, but that freedom doesn't even hold a candle to the freedom and the liberty that I have in Christ Jesus for where the spirit of the Lord is. There is liberty. Let's take a look at Jesus's words in John chapter 8, verses 31 through 36. Jesus said to the people who believed in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings. Now, remember back there in Proverbs 3, 2, that's what he said. If you'll take a hold of my teachings and my commandments and keep them, live them, then they're going to add length of days, long life, and peace to you, right? And so Jesus basically reiterates that here in john 8 verse 31 jesus said to the people who believed in him you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teaching see there's a reality to our salvation that we we make this decision to make jesus christ our personal lord and savior but we have to walk out and work out that salvation on a daily basis for this freedom. And that freedom is the best freedom to be fighting for. It's called fighting a good fight of faith. Amen. You must de- defend that freedom. <laughs> right? Defend that freedom. Defend that freedom at all hazards. No matter what it costs you, I'm telling you, you'll never. It'll never cost more than what you'll get back in a greater measure and a better quality than you ever had before. Amen. That's freedom and a liberty worth fighting for. This spiritual freedom we have in Christ. Jesus said to the people who believed in Him, "You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, and you will know the truth." And the truth will set you free, but it's the truth that you know that sets you free and this is where you know it, it irritates me because people are listening to preachers they're going to churches where they actually don't preach a spirit of faith they preach a spirit of doubt <laughs> they don't preach a spirit of holiness they 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 pr- preach um, a spirit of uh, what I would call tainted grace. They call it grace, but it ain't even grace. It's not even what true grace is. It becomes actually a perverted spirit of perversion, allow people to just do whatever. And continue to call themselves born-again Christians. I'm telling you, if you truly, Jesus accepts anyone. It doesn't matter what state you come to Jesus. It doesn't matter what you look like, how much sin you've committed, how long you've been doing it, how far you've run away from him. If you turn to God through Christ Jesus, he will receive you. Amen. But I'm telling you, if you receive him, you ain't going to stay that way for long. Amen. Any person that be in Christ is a new creature. The old life is gone. Hallelujah. And the new life has begun. Now, all of a sudden your spirit is different. So you won't crave the things that you once craved. You won't desire the things that you once desired. He said, you will You are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. Well, the only way you're going to know the truth is that you have to know what Jesus taught. And I don't know some people from their pulpit. I don't know. I don't know where they get what they're teaching and preaching because it don't seem to be Jesus's teachings. Amen. But it's only the truth that you know that can set you free. Amen. You will know the truth and the truth will set you free. But, but we are descendants of Abraham, they said. We have never been slaves to anyone. What do you mean? You will be set free. And Jesus replied, I tell you the truth. Everyone who sins is a slave of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family. But a son is part of the family forever. So if the son sets you free, you are truly free. Man, that is a powerful statement right there. You see that? Anyone who's a slave to sin actually is a slave. And they are not a permanent member of the family. But a son is a permanent member of a family. What's the difference between a slave and a son when it comes to the kingdom of God and the family of God? Those who are led by the spirit are sons of God. They're not led by sin. They're not led by their flesh and their fleshly desires for sin, but they're led by the spirit. See, that's the difference. These are the things that need to be preached from the pulpit for people to understand, not to bring condemnation, but to bring freedom, because it's the truth that you know that will set you free. And when people actually understand their part is to do the believing and allow God to do all the sanctifying work through his word and by his spirit. Amen. And as they do that, then they're going going to walk in true freedom for ever since I've been pastoring, I would say to people when they would come to our church, someone would come in as brand new Christians, other ones, um would have been Christians for a while but never really walked in freedom. You know, they understood they needed Jesus and they and they accepted Jesus, but they did not understand what that actually meant. And then others would come in raw and, and not even made Jesus um, their Lord and Savior yet, and they'd get born again in our services. And for all of them, I would say simply the same thing. If you'll commit yourself and remain faithful to the Lord, and I don't say that just, to, and then I would give them, practical example what i mean to remain faithful to the lord be in the word every single day pray and talk to the lord and allow him to speak to you through his word every single day and stay committed to fellowship with the church stay planted in this local body i'm telling you All of the things this world that plagued you before you knew Jesus will just fall off of you. It is a supernatural working of the word and the spirit in your life. Because the thing is, is the more you spend time with the word, the word of God will transform you to new levels of glory to make you look more and more and more like Jesus. And it says this is the work of God. Of the spirit and where the spirit of the Lord is, there is liberty, but that will not happen if you don't stay faithful. That's why Jesus says here, I tell you the truth. If, if you, it says you are truly my disciples, if you remain faithful to my teachings and see, people don't know that because nobody tells them that. And they come in And they've been all their life in the world or for a long time in the world. And if they ever were in church, many of them were only in religious churches, right? That they would talk about this Jesus. But you wondered if the person preaching and teaching even knew this Jesus, right? It was all legalism and all that, but there was no power. I'm telling you, there's power in Jesus to transform your life, to make you a new creature where sin no longer has a hold on you. Jesus Christ come to not just just wash away your sins to make you presentable and with the ability to enter heaven. But he not just, he didn't just forgive you of your sins, but he washed you clean, sanctified you by his blood and gives you the power through the spirit and the word to continue to walk a holy life. Amen. Hallelujah. Because I don't care if you come to church every single week, but if you continue to submit yourself, remember going back to Galatians 5.1, continue to submit yourself to a a yoke of slavery of sin. A slave is not a permanent member of the family, is what Jesus says here in John 8. That means heaven will not be your home. (laughs) Come on now. This is real talk, right? That's why I'm called Kingdom Increase, hitting life's issues with heaven's perspective. We're talking, we're talking heavy hitting how to. (laughs) It ain't for sissies. But if you want to walk in this freedom that Jesus really died and paid the price for you to walk, then you need to know this truth because the truth that you know will set you free. Amen. I want to see you walking. In that freedom, no born again child of God should be living a life of sin because a slave to sin is not a permanent member of the family, but a son is part of the family forever. And those who are led by the spirit are the sons of God. Come on now. Hallelujah, for this freedom. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me pray for you. Father, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for the freedom we have in Christ. Thank you for the truth of your word that sets us and makes us free. Thank you that it's your word and your spirit that purifies us, transforms us, and transfigures us into the very same image and likeness of Jesus Christ. And we go from glory to glory that we're ever increasing in our likeness in Christ Jesus. I thank you, Lord, for every person that will listen to this message. I thank you that the spirit of faith will rise inside of them. Their faith will grow as they hear your word, as they listen to this, Lord God, let it become a true part of them. May they become one with this word and truly understand that Christ Jesus on the inside of them is everything they need to walk free from sin and live a Full life, a long life, a life worth living that includes earthly happiness and spiritual blessing, welfare, health, prosperity, physical health, and personal well being, an actual experience of positive blessing and freedom, freedom, freedom from negative harm and. Catastrophe in Jesus name. Hallelujah. 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 I call you today by the spirit of God and by the word of God. You are blessed. You are free. You are healthy. You are strong. You are prosperous. Hallelujah. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. (laughs) Ha ha. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Well, I love you all and I'll see you on Wednesday.